what's up, Brandon? Hey, how? <laughs> hey, how? <laughs> this episode of I'm Sorry, Dad is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace? What's Squarespace? Well, Squarespace is a great website where you make websites. <laughs> wait, wait a second. All right. Okay. Go, go uh, ahead. Maybe be a little more genuine. Okay. I am being genuine. When you talk, I'm, I'm excited about Squarespace. It sounds like you're fluent in sarcasm right now. No, I'm just, I'm excited. Tell me more about Squarespace. Why uh, can't I? I'm, I'm just not. Are, used we, to, are we, are we having a problem now? Are me and you having a I problem? I think we're having a we're problem. We're having a problem now. Okay. Well, why don't we make a site that is all about fixing relationships? But wait, how do we do that? How does Squarespace work? Well, you go to squarespace.com slash sorry. And when you're ready to launch your site, use promo code SORRY to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. But we need to explain what Squarespace is first. Sure. And we should make this quick so people like keep listening to yeah. the rest of the podcast. Can we just cut out that part then? No. Oh, okay. No, this is good so far. Oh. Squarespace is a wonderful website where you, they make creating your own website extremely easy. Sure. Most stand-up comedians use Squarespace. Uh, like a lot of my friends do, I actually built my first website on Squarespace. When uh, Vine first came out, because I was like, oh, I need a website. You made a website? Yeah. For Ride Dune. But you're just for your Vines, or was it? what was it for? It was my whole... Oh, everything. My whole thing. My brand. Gotcha. Like Ride Dune, tour dates. Oh, I get you. Ride Dune merch. I didn't know you were doing any of that stuff first. Sure, you can have Twitter, you can have all the platforms, but how about having all the platforms on one site? Mm. Your Squarespace page. Squarespace. So you can turn your cool idea into a website, showcase your work, blog, or publish content, sell products like merch and stuff. You can promote your physical or online business, announce an upcoming event or special project, and more. Oh, my God. But Squarespace does give you beautiful templates to work with, uh, created by world-class designers. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. Uh, A new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. So I could probably... You could probably go right now to squarespace.com slash Brandy Calvillo. Really? Yep. Okay. I'm good. I'll put all my self-tapes on there. With that said, go to squarespace.com slash sorry for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch the site, use the offer code sorry to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So what do you want to talk about today? Wow. That's such a great intro. Thanks. So was, what, what do you want to talk about? I'm going to play some music in the intro. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's good. What do I want to talk about? Um, I don't know. What's going on with you? What's the haps, man? What is the haps? A lot been going on, I guess. What did I do this whole, whole week? Yeah. Oh, I got something to talk about. What happened? Let's give them something to talk about. Uh, I did a show with the Hollywood Improv uh-huh. this past Wednesday. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll bring you up through the. I'll bring you through the whole night. All right, did the show or I, I? It's the day of the show. I call the club, dreading like, all right, just tell me how many tickets did I sell? Thinking it's going to be like eight. Mm. I heard fifty-two. It's almost sold out. Fifty-five total tickets. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. Then I text Jason Nash, who's on the show, and I was like, did you promote this because it's sold out? Yeah. And he's like, nah, I didn't promote, and I'm freaking out, dude. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. So I thought it sold tickets because he, sh- excuse me, he shared it. Yeah. 
but not the case. Mm-hmm. I think just because we promoted it on the podcast with Jason. Yeah. So I was like, all right, the power of the pod. Yeah. Anyways, Jason texts me like that he's freaking out. And I'm like, it's all right. You'll be fine. Just have fun. He's like, I don't know if I can do it. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Is he about to cancel the day of? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I texted you saying Jason's canceling, I think. Yeah. And yeah. You, you're like, do you want me to talk to him? I Did, I, you, did you call him? No, I just, I tried texting him and like, I think he just said, like, I don't even know if he responded to it. I was just like, Hey, are you not doing right show? Right. Told me you're not doing a show. He either said like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Or he didn't respond. I forget. Yeah. But he, but yeah, I was like, as soon as you said that he was going to do it, that he agreed to it. I was just like, he's probably going to bail out. Cause he, that's just how, how he is with, with stuff like that now. Yeah. With, with stand up Cause he's just, he's so scared cause he hasn't done it for so long. Right. You know why I asked him to do the show? Because I bumped into Elton Castell in Hollywood one day, and he was like, "Hey, Jason really wants you to ask him to do your show." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I've asked him a million times." He's like, "He told me that he really wants you. He really wants to do your show." Then, and then Elton said, "So I told him, just tell Rye you want to do it." And, but yeah. then Elton was like, "He wants you to ask him." <laughs> like first grade, yeah. can you tell Stacy to tell Brian to tell? Clarissa yeah that I like her so then I was like I was happy to do it I was like Jason want to do my show and he took five days to respond because he was thinking about it yeah and he said yes then cut to the day of the show he's like I'm not sure if I can do it cut to an hour 45 minutes before his set yeah I'm at the show and he says like I can't go I'm swamped with work it's it's that sucks (laughs) that really sucks what was the show like it was great it was sold out. Unfortunately, I felt bad for the audience because everyone was there pretty much to see Jason. See Jason, yeah. But they did hear about about it from the podcast in my Instagram. So they're also there to see me, but I still felt bad for them. Sure. I had some girls approach me mid-show. mid, mid show, She's like, is Jason Nash coming? If he's, yeah. if he's not coming, can you let us know? Because we're going to go home. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so I was like, he's coming, but he said he's in traffic. Yeah. Uh, but I just had to let go of that. It was a killer show. Um had my buddy from Boston perform. Had Kate Quigley from Date Fails podcast. Uh, Jamie Kennedy from movies and stuff. He did a set. He did great. And uh, then the Booker tells me, Booker the the Improv says like I have a very special guest mm. dropping in on your show. And I'm like, who is it? She was like, I'm not gonna tell you. Then I was like, is it Jim Carrey? And she was like, I would freak out if it was Jim Carrey. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't Jim Carrey. Lo and behold. 10 minutes before the special guest arrives, she lets me know who it is. It's the elusive. He's been in hiding. Aziz Ansari. Oh. So, yeah. Aziz Ansari returned to stand-up at my show. Whoa. Granted, it's he didn't do it because he was like, ooh, right, dude? Yeah, he did it because he was <laughs> like, this is low-key and like, yeah. there's not high stakes here and if some, you know what I mean? He's been doing secret spots all over town. Yeah, um, that's more what I meant, like secret shit. Yeah. Because like he's like, it in... Is he, I don't understand. Is he still in like trouble, quote unquote? Yeah, he is. So how was the show then? Like when he when he got on stage, he didn't mention the article once. Okay, and everyone was thinking it in the audience. How do you know that? Because it's Aziz, and like this is his first time coming out. Well, I mean, it's probably not his first time coming out. Like he, it was his first week. He had done like four spots at the store. Sure, it was his first week back. Yeah, doing stand up. And was it dead silent or no, 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 no. He did very well. People were pumped to see him. Everyone, when he was announced, everyone's like, Whoa! yeah, yeah, yeah. No one was like, Boo, sure. Ra- rapist. Yeah. Cause he's not a rapist. Uh-huh. Um, but, 
But uh, I did a set right before him, and then I wanted to film just the host bringing him up on stage. I wasn't going to film a set. So I'm filming it. I'm like, give it up for Aziz Ansari. And then as Aziz walks by me, he gives me the stink eye and, like, puts my, like, lowers my hand that I'm, because I'm filming the stage. Basically, like, he was saying, like, don't fucking film this, which I understand. Sure. Maybe he thought I was going to film, try to film his set. Yeah. That's probably what I did think. Yeah. But, uh. I was in that moment. I was like, "Fuck, I fucked up." <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's kind of your show. So, like, he, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, he's the guest that he was the guest that wasn't supposed to be on. Basically, he was just like, "Hey, let me do this show True. because I need to get my stand up back in swing." Yeah, that's fucked up for him to do that. Yeah, but I under like he. I get it, but I don't because why the like don't get on a stage and expect you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I understand that mentality of c- comedians that are like don't record you know you know, like don't record if especially if it's like a big show that was ex- exclusively their show it's mm-hmm. like don't record because it's probably going to be on HBO or this that and the other but like if he's just stopping in for ten minutes and he chose to stop in he doesn't have a right to say you the person who's running it shouldn't fucking record that's bullshit yes. I agree with that, but he doesn't know when I'm going to stop filming. Well, what is he worried about? He's just a stand-up set. What is he going to say? Some weird shit on stage? Granted, if I if I saw that happening, I would have said I would have got gotten to the mic and be like, "Oh, hey, please don't, please don't film." Yeah, which he did say in kind of a rude way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just say like, "Hey, man, can you not film this? Don't like touch a man's hand." But he did get on stage, and people were starting to take pics pics and he was like no filming no cameras if i see anyone filming i'm leaving uh, uh, <laughs> oh uh he said that yeah like did he say it like like you just said it yeah he sounds like a bit of a cock he's known for being a dick oh uh, okay well i don't like him now <laughs> yeah he's known for being pretty unkind oh well, that's that's great yeah well but, um it was very cool to have him drop in still it was like sure well now I now I'm taking back what I think about that article. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. Nah. I don't care. Nah, but a lot of comedians were dancing on his grave and that article came out. Yeah. They're like I've known he's been an asshole for years. <laughs> but I don't think it's cool to dance on anyone's grave. Well, I mean if you're an asshole you kind of have it coming. True. I think I mean I think if you even if it's something that you're accused of that's wrong, you still like I guess it's just the fact that you are an asshole, you kind of like manifested this thing for yourself. Right. You manifested all, through all the asshole behavior this now big th- event. Yeah. So fuck them. Anyways, that's cool. Your show was good then. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, God, I got another show uh, June 22nd in LA, Friday. I'm trying to book somebody big. Yeah. Uh, putting out feelers to Joe Rogan, mm. Joey Diaz. Mm. Uh, but I might get Dane Cook. <laughs> dude if you got joey diaz that would be so funny because the audience you usually get are young yeah like they're like millennials and joey diaz is the opposite listen up cocksuckers dude it's so funny i remember we were uh he did a set at the comedy store one of the best like the f- most i've ever laughed was he was just it was at one in the morning it's one of those things it's in the original room i'm pretty sure and when the original room starts it's like starts to get like two in the morning or like one in the morning that they everyone's just tired because you've been watching comedy for three hours and you're just like kind of sick of it, but you also like want to stay. Cause like, yeah, you know, you know, it gets weird late at night. It gets really weird late at night. And so, uh, 
he was up and he was just going like, hey, you know, what the fuck? These fucking cocksuckers. You know, I, I, I did a, a line of blow with my cat and my cat. I was uh, like jerking my cat off or some shit like yeah. that. And then like, no one was like, what the fuck's wrong with you motherfuckers? It's one in the fucking morning. You would be like, yeah. he's like, it's yelling. Tuesday, it's Tuesday, 1 a.m. on a Tuesday. We, you, we did it. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. He's, um, Cocksuckers. He's one of my favorite comics. Uh, but yeah, he, if you got him, that'd be fucking crazy. That'd be epic. Should uh, get Doug Stanhope. Yeah, I doubt I could ever get him. Why not? You could probably get him. <laughs> Why not? He's you know he doesn't. What I'm just saying, he probably could. I need to be in his organically be in his circle. I get that. I'm buddies with uh, uh, Joey Diaz's podcast co-host, so I texted him. I was like, because he's on the show, Lee Syatt. He's doing my show June 22nd. And I was like, can you get Joey any chance? Sorry for asking. Yeah. And he was like, usually people go through his agent. So. All right, whatever. That's pretty much uh no, I'm not going to ask. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, I, I also had Bobby Lee's feature, Ask Bobby Lee, and he texted me back. Uh, Bobby was a quick no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so difficult to but know. But Bobby, Bobby Lee performs at the comedy store like every day. Yeah. Doesn't he? Like it's like every every time I drive by on Sunset, I always see Bobby Lee's name up there. Yeah, it's like it's always him, Mark Marin, yeah, um, Cristalia, Cristalia, Brett Morin, Brett Morin, and like those are the always. It's kind of actually, it's, it, it's it's a little um, like I'd never even noticed that, but it's always the same people usually. They just and then uh, Neil um, Brennan, Neil Brennan, yeah, and then uh, yeah, it's because they'll whoever's performing that night they'll put up the biggest names. Or the most currently relative. Sure. Relative? Rel- relevant. Relevant, relevant, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, I actually recorded a, um, a podcast in the comedy store recently. Oh, uh, Kevin. K-Mac? K-Mac, yeah. We, uh, he, he was like, hey, you want to do the podcast? I was like, sure. And he was like, okay, meet me at the comedy store at one in the, in the afternoon. I was like, the comedy, it's yeah. closed. The comedy store's closed. Yeah, I did a podcast there too. Yeah, and it's weird because you go in there and it's just like when you look at the comedy store vacant and it's no one's there, it looks so small and it looks so weird Yeah, because you just always, it looks fuller because there's always comics uh, on the, what is it, just the, the, I guess patio. the patio. And then you just walk in and it's just, I don't know. And then it was kind of scary because the comedy store's super haunted. <laughs> yeah, so they say. No, dude, it's haunted. For sure. There's vibes. Yeah. There's there's really like some dark shit happened here. You know the history behind it, right? Yeah, it used to be like a um It used to be a, 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 a Celio. C- I'm gonna look this up really quick. It used to be a restaurant yeah, that re- the mafia um let me see. Yeah, like a restaurant Come jazz club. Story. Yeah, a restaurant jazz club. And uh, Mickey Cohen used to go there all the time. He was, Mickey Cohen was a huge... He ran L.A. back in the 40s, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, huge... Okay, so what, what did it start as, though? History. It started as uh, Ciro's. Cairo's or Ciro's. Uh, it was a nightclub owned by William whatever. Um the birds, which was a band, they performed there a lot. Johnny Carson performed there. It was basically like a who's who. It was like huge. Yeah. Um, it was like a huge spot where a bunch of celebrities hung out, and the mafia though. And so, um, Mitzi Shore began operating at the club, and and Mitzi's Polly Polly Shore's mom. Yep. And so she bought it, I guess, and renovated it and turned it into the comedy store. Yep. And in 1974, that's when it started. 
and yeah, but it started, so it started as a, as that club. Right. And it probably, was, yeah, probably some murders happened. Totally. Cause the, they, they say that they took people into the basement to do, um, to either kill them, torture them, like people who owed the mob money, right. or they would um, take women into the basement who wanted uh, basically like abortions. Oh, yeah, they would perform <laughs> like like nineteen forties like abortions wow. in the in the thing. So like now, like people think that it's super haunted. And I've, have you read like the stories about like what happens at the comedy store sometimes? Yeah. I've heard like people like see and hear ghosts. Well, not only that, there was the one thing that really tripped me out a lot was back in the nineties. Uh, there was a comic. I don't know who it was, but he was performing in the original room and he was saying, um, he was doing a set, but his mic kept getting cut off his mic. He would like be talking and then his mic would just lose all the audio mm-hmm. and it kept happening for like 10 minutes. And he was like, okay, if there's a ghost in here, that's fucking with my set. Why don't you grow some real balls and do something right now? Say something, do something to prove to you that you're real. As soon as he set, stops saying that, every light shuts off. It goes pitch black. What? Every, I'm not even kidding. It all, it just all lights shut off. That's cool. It's awesome, but it's also like terrifying. And when I was recording this this podcast with KMac, um, we went down into like this basement area, and I guess that's where they like let people record podcasts. Yeah, just felt so like some shit happened down here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just felt yeah. like there was like, like a girl probably got an abortion right there. Nice. Dude. Yeah. Probably right where I was sitting, man. I mean, renegade abortion. And then there was a guy getting tortured for not giving, uh, I don't know what, what was the thing that the mafia is? I don't know. Owing money, owing money, respect. Then it became a comedy club where uh, comedians killed the audience. Hey, Oh, uh, killer comedy. Now this whole apartment's going to be haunted by the death of that joke. Yeah. Uh, in comedy. Wow. Rude. Hurtful. Sorry. Hurtful. Rude. Hurtful. Uh, yeah. And then once the comedy store became the comedy store. Yeah. That's when like Jim Carrey, Sam Kinison, just a lot of drugs, a lot of sex being had in the, in the comedy store. In the comedy store? Oh yeah. What okay. do you mean sex in the comedy store? Apparently in the late nineties until four years ago, the comedy store was dead and like no, like barely any audience just stand up comedy as a whole was in a lull. Now it's in a, now it's booming, but apparently comedy store is extremely negative, bunch of bitter comedians, no audience. Was this in the, this was that uh, low point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a shitty manager named Tommy who was just an awful, awful manager. Yeah. Like would book people for rope shitty reasons and like not pass funny comedians for if you didn't like them personally. Sure. Uh, yeah. Apparently it was just like complete debauchery. Just, uh, people fucking in the back rooms. Yeah. People fucking in the main room. Uh, comedians stealing from the till, the cashier till. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> probably a lot of Coke happening. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, cause I always thought that that was happening now too, though. I'm just, as soon as you said like, sex and drugs i was like oh so that's always been happening comedians have told me recently that it's extremely hard to have sex in there now because every room sold out all the time oh gotcha okay they used to be like hey let's go into the belly room which is the small room oh and because no one would be in there yeah that's funny (laughs) shit yeah like every room's like it's weird now it's like a full-blown yeah it's huge i wonder why that happened i wonder why it got to be huge again uh, comedy is booming, but most of all, it got under new management about four years ago. That's mostly what got it is. In. Okay. But from who? 
Not, um, not Mitzi, because Mitzi's the owner. Mitzi's the owner, but there's a new manager and a new booker named Adam. Oh, okay, gotcha. The co-host of Norm McDonald's show. And for everybody who's listening who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, because a lot of them might not live in Los Angeles, the Comedy Store is a really like cool but dark comedy club that's been around since the 70s. Yeah. And it is uh, world famous, and I think... Oh yeah, it's on Sunset Strip, and it's yeah. it's like a staple in uh, for Sunset Strip, and also yeah. just Hollywood in general. And it's um, but it's also just super. You go, you walk in there. I remember, I used to love going there. I still do, but I do remember when I went in there. I was just like, this got this place has got some dark shit going on here. Yeah, you can feel it. You can feel some dark energy in in that place. Yeah, and it's a place where like weird. It, it attracts weirdos. Yeah, people. There's like your general Hollywood weirdos just walking down Sunset. Yeah, uh, and then they'll, they'll just pop into the store. There's like some staples there. Uh, a guy named Boone. He's a homeless guy who sells T-shirts in <laughs> on the patio. Yeah, he's there like every night. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. He, he tried to sell me a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a T-shirt with an RV on it. So sick. Yeah, it was just like, hey, you want to buy a T-shirt with an RV? And I was like, why? He's yeah. like, I don't know, man. Yeah, and he's like horrifying looking. I mean, yeah, he's kind of scary. <laughs> he's genuinely kind of a scary guy. Yeah. And then uh, the Hollywood Jesus. Remember him? Yeah, he passed away, though, didn't he? Yeah. But he would... Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. He would always come by. Yep. Kevin yeah. Kevin Light. He would... Uh, who's a Hollywood staple. He was a guy who looked exactly like Jesus and dressed in a Jesus cloak and sandals, and he'd just walk around Hollywood. Yeah. And could often be seen at the comedy store. Uh, rest in peace, Kevin Light. Uh who else is a freak? There's some new guy who's been hanging out there at the comedy store. I think he's just some rich guy, alcoholic. Is he's obsessed with Bieber? What? Like he'll I found. So why his, is he at the comedy store? I found his Twitter one day and it was all tweeting at Bieber. Like he like he's just a psycho. Gotcha. But why is he at the comedy store if he's obsessed with Bieber? He should shouldn't he be like I don't know trying to get into Bootsy Bellows or some shit or wherever. He's at the comedy store because he's a fucking misfit, and that's where misfits go. Gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. It's part of the reason why I, why I like being there. It's just because it's there's so much amazing people watching to to do. Yeah. And I can be a weirdo. I'm not that much of a weirdo, but I know that I'm safe there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel safe there because I get more attracted to things that are dark energy, but like yeah. I also can pick up on. I guess I, I I get attracted to it, but then when I'm in it, I'm like, is this good? This yeah. energy, this dark, you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. yeah. But it is. It's inter- It's more interesting than anything else. And it's a really strange place because people fly from around the world to go there to see their favorite comedians. I'll say uh, Chris D'Elia. He's big right now. Yeah. He's not like a legend. All right, I'll go Bill Burr. Bill Burr doesn't perform there, does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, I've never seen him there. I have. But uh, you can go to the comedy store be a huge bill burr fan you you fly from alaska to see bill burr at the comedy store yeah and then after the show bill burr could easily just be hanging out on the patio that's what's so weird having about a it. beer yeah that's what i've always <laughs> thought was so weird was that like uh i'm pretty sure well they don't they usually don't do it because i've seen mark Marin, um who's also huge right now at, the, at least yeah. at the comedy store he um will walk he'll just walk in and be like hey what's up and then walk yeah. in and then just walk out he doesn't like stay for a drink crystalia did once i think he crystalia is often hanging out on, on the front patio really yeah i've yeah. only seen him once doing it he doesn't drink but he's i see him there all the time he really doesn't drink no he's never drank in his life or smoked 
He doesn't smoke weed? No. Oh. He says that he's afraid he'll like it too much. <laughs> that's a valid reason. So he just fucks. Sure. He stays fucking. Yeah, no, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, uh, allegedly, for that. allegedly, I'm kidding. Allegedly, and I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy how, like, when I first visited LA, I saw Mark Marin there. I'm yeah. A, I'm a huge Marin fan. So I was just like, oh, I'm hanging out at the store. I was like, Ugh. yeah. And they're like, I'm going to be on your show one day. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then nah, I approached him right away. I was like, hey, excuse me, Mark. He was like, yeah. And I was like, I, I just let him know. Like, I'm just a fan. You don't know me. I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And it's great to meet you. He was like, ah, thanks. <laughs> That's such a good voice for him. Ah, thanks. I've talked. I've had chats with Joe Rogan there, who's one of my heroes. He's not one of my heroes, but uh, he's why I got into to stand up. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have chatted with Joe Rogan. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, you could just. That's the weird thing about it is that you. And also, it's weird too because you could get a. Um, you get a ticket or whatever to go to the original room or the main room, whatever, any of these rooms. And you just see people like, you know, you see a set, you see everybody doing their sets and then they'll be like, okay, well, um, you know, Louis CK's here, Bill Burr's here, or like a comedian that you had no idea was even going to be there. Yeah. A lot of celebrity drop-ins. Yeah. And also a lot of celebrities in the audience. The last time I was there this weekend, fucking Martin Scorsese was there. Why? Martin Scorsese and Brian Cranston. They were in the, uh, wait, where at the improv? They were at the comedy at the store. Com- oh, at the comedy store. <laughs> I know, because I just remember you saying something about the improv. Never mind, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but at the comedy store. Yeah. You uh, told me that, too, and I didn't believe you. I thought you were joking. No. Yeah, I saw, like, uh, the vice president who I just met, the vice VP at the comedy store I met earlier that night. I was in the main room just hanging out on the side watching comedy, and he comes up to me and he's like, I'm told Scorsese just got, came in. It's like, I don't know where they sat him, though. So we're both, like, looking at the audience. I was like, yeah, yeah. middle, middle booth. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's him, that's him. So, with Brian Cranston was next to him? He was with a bald dude with what appeared to be, like, a fake goatee, I'm assuming. I think it was Cranston. You thought it was Cranston? I couldn't tell, but it looked like... What if Scorsese's just hanging around with skidheads now or something? Dude, it was Cranston looking like Walter White, because he had a bald head and a dude, goatee. he might be filming for Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, because I, I'm pretty sure they've said they've alluded to Walter White is eventually going to be in Better Call Saul. Oh, um, so maybe. Yeah, he looked. <laughs> he looked like fucking Walter White. It was. It was a trip. weird. This is assuming it was him. I can only see the side of his face. Yeah, but I can tell it was Scorsese next to him. Yeah, and I think uh, they were both there scouting out talent for a movie. That's weird. That must yeah. be so nerve wracking for comedians. Yeah, is you just don't know who's in the audience. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. But at the, at the same time, like when I found out, I he, hope they like me. Like you know, you just yeah. When I found out he was in the audience, it made me wish that I was doing a set. Sure. And then I was like, wait a minute, do I want to be an actor? Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Should I like just continuously take acting and improv classes just in case? Scorsese's in one, the audience. Yeah, one day, Scorsese's like, I like that Dune kid. Can he act? Yeah. Okay, he can. Does he have any experience acting? Why? Okay, can I just say something? Why the fuck would Scorsese be sitting looking for talent for a role when he's fucking Scorsese? He could just call up De Niro or call up Leo or call up any person and just be like, "Be." He can call up Margot Robbie. Just be like, "Hey, just be in my movie." Yeah, but then they're in it. Directors are often looking for new un- people or an unknown. Yeah, an unknown who's who's funny. He's probably looking for a specific like. I want someone who's funny. Yeah. And can act. Yeah. So I don't know if he was there to see a specific comedian. He might have had a certain comedian in mind. Sure. 
But damn. So what Scorsese. I did was I made sure I walked by his table. Mm-hmm. Then I just fell on his table. Yeah. Got his attention. Uh-huh. Then I just started acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you started going, uh, Romeo, thou art, where thou art thou, Romeo? No, I, east. I said, here's uh, fear. The emotion is fear. And I just screamed. Yeah. And then I said, here's delight. And then I came in my pants. At this point, everyone in the main room is running away. No, they were all captivated. Like, whoa. Oh, they were like applauding? Yeah. Even the guy on stage <laughs> was like, here, dude, take the mic. Yeah, he was in the middle of a joke. Yeah. He was like, why don't they make the whole airplane a black box? Wait a minute. Something in the way. What's happening off stage? Then yeah. he started looking at me. Mm-hmm. And I got a standing O. Really? So I'm happy to say I'm being Breaking Bad the movie. Wow. As yeah. Walter White? Actually, Jesse Pinkman. Wow. Uh, dude, I'm really excited for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm really... All your success yeah. makes me happy. You know why? I'm, I'm not jealous of all your success. I'm happy you. about it. Well, thanks a lot. You know why I got the Jesse Pinkman role specifically? Because I said, hey, Scorsese. I said, hey, Marty. Here's JP, Jesse Pinkman. And I went, yo, Mr. White, bitch. And he was like, brilliant. Yep. And I'm then, taking you right away. And then I was actually, this was a real request. I was thirsty. So I looked at Cranston and I said, yo, Gatorade me, bitch. And then I got, I, that, but that wasn't Man. even acting. I was just like being myself. Yeah. You were just being like kooky. Yeah. That's cool. It's a pretty good Pinkman. No. It's extremely exaggerated. It's way, way too exaggerated. Yo. He doesn't talk like that. (laughs) He doesn't talk like that at all. Like, whenever I hear anybody do Jesse Pinkman, I can't do him, but I just know he doesn't talk like that. You know what I mean? What? What? It's like, bitch. (sighs) Mr. White. I mean, like, that's, yeah. I guess it's the go-to. But, like, if you watch Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman just talks like Aaron Paul, basically. Bitch. All right. Bitch. All right. Sorry, everybody. All right. So, yeah, everyone, if you're listening, go to the fucking comedy studio. Yeah, you definitely should go there. Did you have to be, was it only 21 you can get in? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. To, to even hang out on the patio, you got to be 21. Do so you have to be 18 to watch? No, you got to be 21. To watch? I think you got to be, oh, uh, maybe you can get into the main room if you're 18 plus. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm just saying because most of our listeners are only like probably like 18 or something. Yeah. So, like. True. Probably yeah, go get get a fake ID, do something illegal, and then go to the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Steal your parents' purse and all of her medication, and then get a fake ID. Pop yeah. a bunch of zannies, and then go to the comedy store. Hey, so uh, what do you think about this whole Andrew uh, Anthony Bourdain thing? Well, I mean, there's not much to think about it. He's, he killed himself. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. So you have no feelings about it? Well, I mean, I can I be honest? I didn't watch the show. Yeah. It's just a bummer that someone died. Yeah, but yeah. like. Um, it's always funny because when someone kills themselves or just dies, like a celebrity, I find out like people post quotes about them, like that they said, and yeah. I'm always like, oh, that's actually like super insightful or whatever. But then I didn't know that they said that when they were alive and they had to, like, you know, die in order for me to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Um, or in order for that like to really become like a prominent thing. So I mean, it's just really a bummer that someone killed themselves. You know. All right. So Anthony Bourdain. He's got a dream job, assuming it's apparently a dream life, and he had told friends that he's the happiest he's ever been. Uh-huh. Granted, that might have been a, an upswing of a manic depressive state. Sure. Maybe a little bipolar. And he's got some drug drugs in his history. Maybe he got back, back on heroin. I thought to myself, who in my life could I potentially see this doing? This is a morbid fucking thought, but uh-huh. I thought like... Jason Nash. Oh my God. <laughs> um, 
Um, Cause he's no, I got he's full of emotion and he's ha- been having seemingly the best, sure. Best year of his life. That's a really morbid thing to say that you think our very good friend is going to kill himself. I don't think he's going to. It's just like, fuck, this reminds me of Jason Nash. It can be anybody, though. Not just Jason. You, literally any anybody. You see... Um, I know, but I'm saying a guy who's flying high. By a guy who's killing it. Sure. And every in, in his whole Jason's whole brand is like, I'm super happy. No, it's not. I know. Whatever. It's not super happy at all. I mean, Anthony Bourdain's was not really like that he was super happy either, though, no, was it? No. It was like, uh, even like Chester Bennington, like he was... He wasn't like super happy. Okay. Touche. I, t- I take that back. So I, I feel like what you're saying is that he had all the, the checklist of everything that you need to be quote unquote happy. He was you traveling all the time, making boatloads of money, probably like dating beautiful women and guys or whatever. And yes. now he, but it wasn't enough. Right. And so it's just because it, sometimes it's not enough right. or most of the time it's not enough Did you get all that stuff. And, and then you're just like, Oh, well I have everything. I have everything that you're supposed to have, but none of it is fulfilling. And, and it's like a dream. Bourdain has uh, an 11 year old daughter yeah. and uh, a girlfriend that he's been with for years. And a lot of people have been saying that's so fucking se- suicide is so selfish. How could he be so selfish to leave his daughter behind? Oh, those are people who are un- uneducated about mental health, about mental health and depression. Because because when you're that depressed, when you're suicidal, you think people would be better off. You think, yeah, you think every person hates you. You think that you're just awful and you just like ever. Yeah. Basically what you just said. You might not think people hate you, but you would think like, I'm sure he might've had a thought. My daughter and girlfriend would be better off if I wasn't around. So it's not like, I don't want to be here. So fuck my daughter. Fuck my girlfriend. I'm out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. more like I will help them by killing myself. Yeah. 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 Like I'm a burden on their lives. So when people say that's so selfish, you're being ignorant as fuck. And I mean, so even if it is, I mean, I don't think it's selfish in any regard, but let's, let's go with their argument here that it's selfish. So like it's your life. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. granted, like if you're with, if you have family and you have this, that, and the other, it's still at the end of the day, it's your fucking life and it's hard. It, like I totally understand suicide yeah. 100% cause it's so hard dude to do <laughs> shit all the time. Can you imagine like, like it's stress. It's just, it's just too much. You have to do all these things and some people just don't want to do them anymore. You have to pay taxes. You have to fucking go to a job. You have to do things to make money. You have to get in relationships, get out of relationships. You have to have people live and then they die. And then you have to experience all this shit. It's a lot to handle. And it's just like, I get why someone would want to be like, all right, I'm just checking out. I don't want to keep doing this. I, I understand it because it's their life. Mm-hmm. And you didn't ask to be thrown into their life. You didn't get like before fucking uh, everyone's born as somebody like God with a checklist is like, okay, so this is everything that's going to happen to you in your, in this now 90 years maybe of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, are you okay with all of this? Like, like people, you'll have loved ones die. You'll have loved ones leave. You'll have, um, you have to go to a job. You'll have to fucking, I don't know, like eat kale in order to stay feeling good. And when you eat things that are good, uh, that taste good, you feel bad. All these things, your dick will stop working. Your clam will stop working. Your hair will fall out. Are you okay with all this? Most yeah. people would probably be like, I don't know. And then you're just like, nope, too late. And then you shoved out. What I'm saying is that you don't ask for it. So I get it. I, I'm not saying you should do it. But I do understand it. Me too. 
a hundred percent. But I do think that you, you need to try and, um, there, there, there has to be that, like, keep like rediscovering things about it. You know, you have to keep rediscovering reasons to keep going and it's, but it's hard. It's very hard to keep rediscovering reasons to keep moving on in your life. Right. And why it's all like worthwhile, you know? And so with like, cause look at Anthony Bourdain, I mean, everything that guy wanted was in front of him. Everything. Mm-hmm. He had everything a man could want and it just didn't, it didn't work. So it's cause his brain was probably chemically so fucked up that he wasn't able to see that. He wasn't able to think I have everything. So I should stay alive. He was probably bummed. He might've been bummed out. It was like, I have everything and I'm still this sad. Fuck it. I'm out. Sure. Well, I mean that, yeah, it's, I mean, that, but that's like a, I mean, for him, that's like, that's a valid reason for yeah. his brain. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that his family's like, um, not devastated and everybody else in the world is devastated. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it was his brain. It's just like when somebody is like, Oh, I'm like, you know, I want to get McDonald's. You shouldn't go like, well, no, you shouldn't. You right. know, it's just like, no, that's what he wants to do. He wants to get McDonald's. He wants to eat a fucking cheeseburger. So mm-hmm. let him, let him do that. You know? It's yeah. not good for him. It's not good. For, okay. If you're, if you're, I, it sounds like I'm endorsing. I'm not endorsing it. I'm literally just saying like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like I totally get that whole angle, but you shouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. And if it ever ha- happened to somebody that I knew, I would probably, my, my, the whole mentality would probably change and I'd be totally like against it or something. And I am against it. That's the weird yeah, thing. Yeah, you're, you're against it. You, 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 but you can understand it. Yeah. You have to see, you can't, you can't be like that guy who's like that. I'm basically just saying, cause that guy was like, what how fucking selfish mm-hmm. you can't be like that guy and just be like, that's so like, like cowardly or selfish. It's, it's so not, it's not yeah. selfish. And, uh, I understand it too. Cause I, like whatever, how many months ago, four, six months ago, I, I wanted to kill myself and I thought about it all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's called suicidal ideation. Nice. And the uh, one thing, most important thing you got to do when you're thinking that is to talk to somebody or anybody. Uh, I almost called the suicide hotline one yeah. day. I was cleaning the dishes over here thinking like I want to die. Uh-huh. Then I was like, I looked up a suicide hotline and then I started crying just cause it's like, I can't believe it. You're looking up suicide yeah. hotline. Yeah. That's, that's really <laughs> dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're doing dishes and then you're just like, Oh yeah. And then you do it and then you're, yeah. And, uh, then I, uh, looked up Then I finally once and f- once and for all, maybe not for all, but finally looked, looked up a therapist when for years I was saying like, I should see a therapist. I will. And then I just didn't do it. But then yeah. I was like, Hmm, I don't want to be alive. <laughs> and I had been talking to people, friends and stuff. Yeah. And it just wasn't enough. Yeah. So I called a therapist and look at me now. I'm actually f- doing a lot better. Yeah. That's good. TBH. Well, well. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're super, super depressed, talk to somebody. And if you don't have anybody to talk to, maybe call, call yourself. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe call a hotline. Or I saw Dan Harmon, a uh, writer, tweet. Uh, yeah. Uh, the creator of uh, um, Rick and Morty, co-creator of Rick and Morty, Dan Harmy. Harmon, oh, I can't talk. He tweeted about uh, depression and stuff, and he said, like, even write on a piece of paper, I want to die, and then maybe even burn that piece of paper. That's what I did. Really? One day. That was the day of the hot, my crying during dishes. Yeah. 
I wrote on a piece of paper, I want to die, and then I burned it. <laughs> this also sounds so... You were just doing dishes. <laughs> yeah. Such a dramatic turn. I want to <laughs> die, and then you burn it. Uh, and then you look at the ash, like, blowing away in the wind. And it's like, I want that to be me. Simon and Garfunkel plays Hello Darkness. I talked to my mom recently about her uh, bipolar disorder. Yeah. And she was like, I knew I was bipolar. She's got a Boston accent. Yeah. It's like, I knew when I was a little girl that I was bipolar. She doesn't actually talk like that. But uh, she started get feeling super depressed mm. when she started going through puberty. She said there was one time when she was washing dishes, mm. and one of the dishes broke, uh, one of the glasses broke. Yeah. And it was a Tom and Jerry glass. And she said in that moment, she prayed to God for the strength to slit her throat. Whoa. Uh, or wrists, I think. Bit of an overreaction, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> bit of a, bit of a. No, it wasn't. Like, I broke a dish. I want to die. It was like, ooh, that dish is now a shard. This gives me an opportunity to kill myself. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. But I thought, I was like, well, that's dark. But also a cool, like, poetic thing, like, kill mm. yourself with a Tom and Jerry glass. Yeah. The juxtaposition of that. <laughs> that's a good word, right? Thank you. Good word. I learned it in uh, film class at UMass Boston. Oh, did you now? Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's good. I, I How astute. I used to watch uh, Fellini films. Did you really? Yeah. I can't get into those. The Bicycle Thief. I didn't enjoy them. <laughs> they're they're fine. I eight and a half tried watching that. I was like, oh, this Jesus. is okay, I guess. But it's just because they're they're dubbed. Italian films back then were always like it, oh, dubbed. I watched it in Italian with subtitles. No, even the even I was watching it in Italian. Oh. The Italian looked dubbed. It was oh. in. They were talking, and it was like they're they saying Italian. Their lips were moving the right way, but it's just that thing where you like can tell something's dubbed. Yeah, it's like a voiceover. It's like a voiceover, and I was like, wait, so was this whole movie dubbed? It felt fucking. But they still had subtitles. I don't know. Yeah, I forget. Um, but yeah, no. Um, that's uh, yeah. That's, that's a dark thought from my mother. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, if you got it, then that, that makes sense that why you would feel that way because you probably just you got it from your mom. If you got it, flaunt it. Yeah. <laughs> flaunt you flaunt your <laughs> depression and your bipolar disorder. Well, thankfully, I'm not bipolar. Yeah. Thank God. But you just got the full blown thing though. I got the full blown depression. Yeah. I just got the low Oler of the buy. Yeah. But I got the, I'm just polar. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. it's like you got, um, I just burped sort of, oh. it's like you got a, um, was that a burp? No. What was, was like, that? Burr. Yeah. You, you croaked, you riveted. I feel like I, I actually just died for like a second. Burr. Yeah. Like Burr. a, like a frog. Ribbit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. wise. Um, what I was gonna, uh, what I was gonna say was like, you just got like, you got like half a sandwich, like the bad half of the sandwich. You got bread. You got a burger with bread, just bread and lettuce. Yeah. What the fuck? You didn't get the the good parts, which is the meat. Well, I mean, I guess it's that's subjective because people are vegan now. Maybe that's why I'm so fat. That's probably why. All on bread. Gross. (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it sucks, but at the end of the day, these celebrities are just people that have to go through this shit. I mean, I mean, they still have to go through this shit. They still have to wake up early when you're a celebrity, like the fucking rock. Even you still have to wake up at four in the morning, go to a set and work for fucking 
24 hours and then, you know, be have agents calling you being like, do this, do that. Yeah. You can't say this, say that. And then, then you have to fucking eat a certain way. And then you have to, you know, not say certain things in interviews and fly and do this, that, and the other. And it's like, it's yeah. work. It's a lot of work. It's hard even for them. Granted, they get millions and millions of dollars, but at the same time, when you get all that and then you're still stressed and not happy, yeah. Of course, you're just like, ah, when I uh, just, you know, drown myself in a river. Yeah. And not that of, that's a way to commit suicide, but a lot of rich people will make a million, but then buy a house and then have to pay a, an outrageous mortgage. Then like, yeah. fuck, I got to make more millions, more millions. That means I have to do more movies, more work, more, more, more um, people calling me and saying, do this, do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, you didn't get that, but you got this. Oh, but that's not as good as that. Oh, damn it. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, and then you, and then you're fucking out of. Uh, Baskin Robbins at one in the morning. Yep. And you broke in because Baskin Robbins closes at 11. Right. And you're just eating ice cream. Eating ice cream while the cops are about to arrive. And then TMZ's on the way and they're like, Rye Dune at Baskin Robbins at 1 a.m. Where did his life go wrong? Because, no, because like you're like you huge celebrity. You know what I mean? Right, right. You're like huge. And then, and then you're at Baskin Robbins one yeah. in the morning. I, I was going to say a joke, but you interrupt me. Sorry. You can say it now if you want. Say, where did his life go wrong? Where does life go wrong? I don't know. Childhood somewhere. That's less of a joke and more of a depressing <laughs> statement. Uh, but, um, but yeah. And I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of shit from people saying like, I endorse suicide. I 100% don't. Right. I'm just saying you can it's empathize. 100% understandable. I could never do it. Cause I'm too big of a, like I'm a puss huge. I have massive fear of death. Um, so that's why. And, you know, well, that's good. It's good to have a fear of death. I guess that's good that you won't kill yourself. I don't know. <laughs> kind of on the fence. On the fence about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody listening. Yeah, yeah I'm probably not going to kill myself. Oh, Brandon's not going <laughs> to. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's too bad. But uh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, can I? Um, what time are we at right now? 47, 48 minutes. Okay, I have a thing that I want to talk about. That's um, okay. So there's this video game. Uh, you know what E3 is? Uh, no. E3 is a video game convention uh, where companies like, you know, Microsoft and Sony who run PlayStation and Xbox, they like go like, hey, um, these are all the new games that are coming out, like exclusive, like you're ne- this is like a, the world premiere of this shit. And uh, it's really exciting. It's a giant expo. And uh, uh, there's this game called The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, yeah. Where I don't know if you've played The Last of Us. I did until it got too hard and then I quit. It's the it's like one of the best things I've ever experienced in entertainment. It's really it's because it's not it's like it's a game, right? But it's like a mo- it's exactly like a movie, but it's not that thing where like like a video game's trying really hard to be a movie. It's like this natural hybrid between the two where it's just a really engaging story because of the interactivity of it or whatever. But it's a post-apocalyptic uh, game and whatever, and it's about this uh, guy named Joel that has to take this girl named Ellie across the country in this post-apocalyptic world, right? Mm-hmm. So first game came out, one of the best games ever made, sold, did great numbers, like it's an Instagram post. Uh, and then uh, now they're, they're, the sequel's coming up, Last of Us Part Two, And the this game is now about that little girl is grown up, and her name's Ellie. She hot? Um, well now I can say that she, yeah, she's hot because she's 20, <laughs> but so yeah, you look at the trailer now and she's hot, but like, um, she, um, is all grown up and it, there's this cutscene that plays and it's like, she's dancing with this girl, with this woman. And, um, 
they kiss pretty passionately. Mm-hmm. But it, actually, it's not even passionate. It's kind of awkward in the beginning, but then it's like it turns into this actually real romantic shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Sure, and then it gets into like gameplay, and like now she's killing people and all that stuff. And it, but it's it's there for a reason because she says like Ellie's like oh like I don't know like um I don't think people should be afraid of me because she's like self conscious. And then she's like she kisses her really passionately, and she's like they should be afraid of you. And then it cuts to her now killing these guys, mm-hmm. killing these these um uh, zombies, not zombies because it's now you know post apocalyptic. So it's like there are people that are uh, oh. in um what would you call them. Like just, just death squads, yeah, 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 shit like that. Just like um, murderers and people that are just out in the loose, crazy people, and and then it cuts back to that after all this gore and violence, it cuts back to this like sweet moment, and it's there for a reason. And I was I watched it, I was like, oh, like cool, and I read the comments. And everyone's just like, wow, we really like social justice warriors have really taken over like everything. Like, why is this? Why put the kiss in there? Like, what's the point of having a lesbian kiss in a game? Like, what is the point? And I was just like, what? What's the like? What's the point of having a heterosexual kiss yeah. in a game? It's just to show that the main character is in love with the person, right? So it's like that's why. What's the point of? calling it a lesbian kiss it's just a kiss it's just a kiss and but but it's just like so weird to see like how like how much people are so against something so minuscule it's so not a big deal and people get people are like i'm not buying this game i'm not gonna play it fuck this game it's all social justice and this is part of the new like like pc quote it's like no it's not like I would understand it if the whole game was like they kissed and then it, and then it stopped being the last of us, which was a really badass game where you like kill zombies and shit. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into this like social political commentary on like, and they completely removed the zombies and now it's yeah. a totally different game and it's all about <laughs> her being a lesbian. And like, she like, you know, it's the, her struggles and I would be like, okay, well they really yeah, took yeah. a different turn with this. And I don't know if I agree with it because it's not even the same game anymore, mm-hmm. but it's literally just a, like, it's a, part of her characters like that she's in love with she's probably going to be in love with this girl and that girl's probably going to die in the game which makes her go it's just standard revenge shit the right, only right. thing that changes is it's not a cock anymore and it's it's a girl it's a girl right it's not a, it's not a man it's a girl granted, so it's like so granted i'm sure the creators of the game knew like clickbait reasons like ooh, uh, how about uh we romance between uh two women that one, it shouldn't be abnormal, but they know it is abnormal, and they, they probably knew like, "Ooh, this is good like uh, marketing technique," and well, yeah, sure. this will probably cause an uproar. So I'm sure I'm sure they're well aware that it. I think I think it's because I remember um, in the original game. Um, there was uh, this extra part of it. There was it's called DLC, which means downloadable content. And basically, all it was was it was an ex- expansion of that game that told this really tiny story of Ellie when she was a little girl mm-hmm. um, and her friend Riley. And it's this this really great thing where it's like they're going through this mall and they, they're old friends. They haven't seen each other for a while. They're both like thirteen, and they you can sense there's like this weird tension between them and then in the middle of that DLC they have this really cute like moment of like they're dancing and they're bonding and and then and then Ellie like kisses Riley and it's really like to me I was like aww that's so like Ellie's in love with somebody but my mom was watching it and my mom was like what the what And, and I was like what and she was like what 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 is that and I was like what do you mean it's just like they just kissed and she's like 
this is a video game, isn't it? I was like, yeah. I was like, why are they putting that in a video game? And I was like, because mm. it's just a story. Which and then my mom grew. I think she was more just shocked because it was a video game. Right. Because she's used to like Mario and shit like that. Right, like, right. That's super <laughs> innocent. Not and that now she's seeing two girls kiss. Right. They're not even make out, just kiss. And and she's like, what the fuck? Change? They're not right. even changed. Just this isn't. This is new to me. And so, um, yeah. But like, uh, that happened already. So they like that happened in the story already. So it's established that she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, or she's whatever she has feelings for girls, and so I just don't understand. I think it's more uh, like these guys, these guys who make this game, are smart enough to not just do like, oh, let's just make her gay because let's just make it just because mm-hmm. why not? Fuck it. Right. Like, there's obviously like there's got to be like a a reason, I guess. It makes it more interesting. It makes it more interesting. See, that's the thing is that like if she was just like in a guy, it would be like. Oh, cares here we go again here we go again she's gonna whatever yeah but like she's into a girl and so it's like oh okay i've never really seen that before like a lesbian lead in a video game like like laura croft but like lesbian that'd be kind of cool let's see how that goes right and it's probably gonna be great because the game see this is the thing when you play it's like a video game where you kill zombies and violently murder people Mm -hmm. and people are complaining about a kiss between a girl, two girls. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. like you're not complaining about the brutal violence that are, that's happening where you can literally decapitate a man and then fuck his head or whatever. I guess people think, people are perceiving it as like uh, shoving a message down, down their throats. I mean, but like, it's not, it, but it isn't. It's like, it's yeah. the same as like uh, anything else. Like, if it, it, like, I, like I said, if it was, if it turned into like fucking, um, like a really, it wasn't even about zombies anymore. And it was literally just like the whole game was just a lesbian sex scene. Get it. Cause it'd be like, okay, well this is right. not what I paid for. I was expecting to see zombies and shit, but this is just a lesbian sex scene with right, no right. zombies. I understand that cause it, it's false advertising. It shouldn't be weird. I don't know, but I just thought it was weird. Cause I was like, it was literally, it's, it's, it's so small and it, it, it people are freaking out about it. Right. I remember when Brokeback Mountain came out, the movie with uh, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. playing two gay cowboys. It was like a huge deal. Sure. I saw an interview with Heath Ledger. Uh, someone was like, was it, how was it for you to kiss Jake Gyllenhaal? Was that strange for you? And Heath Ledger was like, no, I just treated it as if just like two people loving each other. It's just a love scene with another person because that's what it is. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I saw that. I was like, huh, that's very cool of him no that's that's really uh i mean how else are you supposed to treat it right like well, you should yeah of course that'd be funny if it was like yeah man it was so funny and so, <laughs> oh, i was so gross after we <laughs> after we, the take was over we started spitting violently yeah down at the ground yeah going bro i'm not no homo yeah no homo dude no homo dude well um yeah but i think that just does about just about does it <sighs> yeah Basically, the takeaway from this episode is it's okay to kill yourself, and it's <laughs> yeah, and it's okay. But it's not okay to be gay. But it's not okay. <laughs> and if you are gay, kill yourself. <laughs> That's exactly the message that we're trying to get across. Just kidding. Uh, Squarespace.com slash sorry. <laughs> uh, that would have been funnier if I didn't say just kidding. Uh, Here, uh, it's... It's okay to kill yourself, but it's not okay to be gay. <laughs> and if you are gay, kill yourself. Squarespace.com slash sorry. There. There we go. Now we got it. We got it. You really refined that joke in real time. Yeah. I bet Squarespace is going to be thrilled about it. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so there you go. Cool. We covered a lot today. Mm. Comedy store, ghosts, Aziz, uh, yeah. suicide. I already forget. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge one. How did you forget? And then uh, I guess sexuality and video games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, come check me out June twenty second at the Sycamore Tavern in Los Angeles, California. Yay! Hopefully Joe Rogan will be there. Maybe uh, Joey Diaz, maybe Dane Cook. You never know who's going to drop in because the last show was Aziz. So, fucking, I'm promoting this on Instagram. So, look out for the the show promos. But but just know, Friday, June 22nd, Sycamore Tavern, L.A. Sorry, man. I just stepped on I keep stepping on ducks. I don't appreciate that. That's hurtful. Brandon, where can people find you? Your new YouTube? Um, yeah. They, by the time... Actually, no. This is going up on Wednesday. But I have a new short film that's coming out in hopefully a week. Um, and I'm really actually excited about it. And I'm never excited about shorts that I wow. make. Mainly because I'm not in it. I'm not in this one. Um, I don't act in it. I just wrote and directed it. And it, so I'm excited about it. But and you, um, and you filmed part of it in my apartment. I did film part of it in your apartment. And we well, got blood. S- studio. In, in your studio. I'm yes. sorry, Dad Studio. In the I'm sorry, Dad Studio. Yes, we filmed it at the <laughs> iconic I'm sorry, Dad Studio. And um, yeah, and so you'll see what we did in your apartment, and so will everybody else. But yeah, um, so just look out for that in a week, and that's just my name on YouTube, which is Brandon Calvio. Cool. So, Assistant update, we're still reviewing emails. Um, that's it. We don't have an assistant yet. But I'll mm. tell you what, it was nice to have Jenny here doing the <laughs> vlog stuff. Yeah. All you have to do is pair in, in dick. <laughs> That's right, which I cannot do. My dick doesn't work. Oh, it's too bad. All right. I'm sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad.